In this week's history segment, we're looking at a Sydney icon. Now, I think every person who went to school in New South Wales back in the day went on excursions to this place. Of course, it's old Sydney town. It was a small open-air museum and heritage theme park at Summersby. It operated from 1975 until 2003, and it paid tribute to Sydney's colonial settlement in the late 18th and early 19th centuries. Well, the former tourist hotspot is back in the headlines after its former owner, said he's willing to reopen it. Now, this millionaire and former owner of the destination, Richard Shu, has revealed he'll reopen the theme park if the local council agrees to rezone 30% of his surrounding land holding for residential or commercial development. Now, he did an interview with the Central Coast Express advocate saying that he believes some kind of park could work, not a museum like it was, but perhaps a heritage theme park. I mean, I would argue that a museum is the whole point. But anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. He says rezoning would decrease any potential financial risks of resurrecting the theme park. Now, he says he's been trying to get Gosford Council to agree to this proposal for the past 10 years, but had no luck. Of course, the idea hasn't made everyone happy. Of course, the word rezoning sets off alarm bells for many, for good reason. But on the line to talk about the history of the park and this latest development to its story is a man who years ago started a Bring Back Old Sydney Town campaign. Jake Kassar is on the line. Jake, thanks so much for your time. Oh, good. Thanks for your interest. Now, let's start by going back in time. Who came up with the idea for Old Sydney Town back in the 70s and, and um, how groundbreaking was it? Well, Frank Fox was the original driver behind it, but it was opened by the uh, Whitlam government, by Gough Whitlam, in 1975, and uh, and funded partially by the federal government and, and the Bank of New South Wales. So over six million people uh, went through the park between 1975 and 2003, and it, it certainly had its heyday. And when it closed down, I mean, that happened for reasons, which uh, we met up with the ex-financial controller of Old Sydney Town at its peak, and, uh, and looked at reasons why it closed down and how we can counter those. Uh, a lot has changed since it closed down. You've got the Reptile Park next door, which has millions of visitors every year, including big groups from overseas, busloads of Asian tourists coming through, which I'm sure would love to go to old Sydney town. Uh, but we also have to move with the times. Our group has been talking about an interactive phone app that takes you to an interactive website that when you walk through and go back in time, hopefully not to some kind of theme park, but back to a living museum as it was, they could point their phone at a building and that takes you to that interactive website where you've got uh, curriculum-based activities and other interesting things uh, for the people to see. Well, Jake, uh, some parts of old Sydney's town uh, are still uh, intact. I believe uh, the original homestead still stand. Well, they've been shooting films there for since it closed, essentially. So whole streets have been fixed up. Uh, there's quite a few people getting around saying that, you know, the place is in absolute ruin. I mean, they were thatched roofs, uh, thatched with grass, a lot of them, and um, a wattle and daub. So uh, a lot of those roofs aren't, aren't so good anymore. But if you if you got in there, the rest of the stone buildings are amazing. I mean, they're made of Hawkesbury sandstone, which is laid down around 180 million years ago. It's very, very quite literally rock solid. So in my opinion, the place looks better than it did in 2003 when it closed down. And was it based on an original or was it an original homestead? Was it moved there um, and, and created in the 70s? What, what's the history of the buildings that were there? They actually built it um, exactly the way or the best that they could recreate um, the, the centre of Sydney. Uh, in Darrick country, of course, you even had... Uh, uh, Benelong's Hut, which was the first uh, official stone building built in the Sydney area in the late um, eight, uh, 1700s. 
Uh, it was as close as they could get it to to the original old Sydney town. And I believe that's part of not only the nostalgia, which is certainly part of why people want to bring it back, uh, but part of the thing that really attracted people to it and, and something which we could tie in the school curriculum. I mean, Timbertown at Warhope and Sovereign Hill at Ballarat, they went through their tough times. So what they did was they started, when we've had a look at their business models, they started bringing in curriculum-based activities and volunteers before they got it uh, back on its feet and started moving forward. They made it not-for-profit, and interestingly enough, uh, the place started to make a profit after a while. I believe we could replicate that business model at Old Sydney Town, have a pre-1788 Aboriginal camp, showing the amazing ancient culture, the longest continuing culture in, in the world. I believe tourists would flock to the place, schools would flock to the place, and we'd be looking at hundreds and hundreds of local jobs directly and, and thousands indirectly. And so how much does this all rely on this former owner or the landholder, essentially? We're looking at an area in Summersby. Uh, Old Sydney Town made up about 10% of the property. He's talking about putting homes and commercial properties on another 30% of that. Does, is that reasonable given that he owns the land or, or do you feel that that's unreasonable? Well, from his perspective, he's a business person, so I understand absolutely where he's coming from. He wants to make money. We believe, the community believes, that it can make money on its own, especially if you look at some of the land that he's talking about on the on the outside. I've met with various politicians talking about a great nomads motorhome park on the outside for retirees, and every time I've said that, their eyes have lit up because they said, yes, our area is screaming out for a great nomads motorhome park. You have a fee for every night that they camp there, and you'd have tens of, of, of motorhomes going through that area every night. You know, maybe up to 50 or 60 trucks realistically is what they're telling Yeah, but 50, 50 or 60 trucks, again, being devil's advocate here, you're, you're dealing with a millionaire businessman. I'm not sure the, the entry fee is going to entice him as much as potentially building 100 homes on that land. It's going to be a hard one to convince him of. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's, that's totally understandable from mm. his perspective. Our concern has uh, been that, you know, local council and, and the government isn't doesn't seem to be talking to Mr Chu about this. I mean, the community's done our our job. We've got over eleven and a half thousand signatures on a proper parliamentary petition. And as per the government's own policy, uh, if you get ten thousand signatures, it has to be tabled. But our elected leaders seem to be silent on the ex- issue. All we want them to do is explore all options to to reopen Old Sydney Town. Obviously, it can't be the way that it was. It would have to move with the times. Um, and we're just hearing silence. So, you know, we're calling as a group on the government. We've been doing this for nearly six years now. We're calling on the government to table our petition, explore all options. Uh, the owner is willing to come to the table. He's at the table waiting. He's, he's put something on the table. So let's see if the government will step forward and, and help us not only bring this thing that's back for us as far as maintaining our diverse um, cultural identity, if you like, but also, again, bringing hundreds of jobs to an area that has some of the highest unemployment in the state. I mean, how many more boxes do we have to tick before the government is going to start to take this seriously? Jake, you're so passionate about it. <laughs> Where did this passion come from? Did you grow up well, near it? Or? I was passionate about it before my, my daughter was born, and, and she's four now. And uh, to not only be able to go back and have a look at the colonial history, but to go back to a pre-1788 Aboriginal camp and have the bark huts and the, the bark canoes and the kangaroo cooking on the fire and and the bush tucker and all this kind of thing, I think would just be an absolutely magical experience. And, and I'm very passionate because I believe you know, we do need to maintain our cultural identity, I think, as we become more and more multicultural, which all of us are, especially if we came over here on a boat, which is everybody 
um, around the 1788 and onwards. Uh, I think we need to really em- embrace that that cultural identity and and uh, and make sure that it's not lost on future generations. Okay, Jake. Well, thank you so much for your time and good luck with the campaign. Oh, thanks for your interest again. That's Jake Kassar there, the founder of the Save Old Sydney Town uh, Facebook page and, and campaign. What do you think? This uh, owner of the land at Summersby wants to turn about 30% of the property into residential or commercial development and says he'll come up with some sort of theme park um, in return. But um, obviously, as you just heard, there's a call to rebuild old Sydney Town and bring it back uh, with museum and everything. Um, I mean, gosh, it's development's one big issue. We've been talking a lot about Sydney being full and people don't want overdevelopment in already busy areas, but what about Summersby? Is that part of the answer? And then the resurrection of Old Sydney Town, a bonus. If you're in the area, let us know, 131873. Very curious about what your thoughts are. And maybe you've got some memories of Old Sydney Town. Did you go there on a school excursion? Packy, would you have gone there back in the yeah, day? I did. Yeah, I did. In, back in the day on school excursions, definitely. Yeah, I remember yeah. wandering around. And yeah, compl- and it was very well done. Yeah, I remember the volunteers in the, the, in the, the costume. costumes. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, let us know uh, your memories and, and maybe that were there right when it started in the 70s. Let us know on 131873.